0: I'm preaching a message that is entitled, Speak Death and Life Will Talk. And let me give it to you again, Speak Death and Life Will Talk. Christy and I, we listen to preaching while we're sleeping. So we have it on all night and there's sometimes I don't even get to sleep because I'll hear a message and it'll wake me up and I'll just like... My brain will just start running with that. This morning I was awake at 2:30. The Lord wanted to talk to me, and uh, you have to understand something: that the Holy Spirit doesn't care if you sleep or not. <laughs> I just want you to know that. And uh, and so <clears throat> it's hard to tell. You may get a Jesse Duplantis message today that just may wear you out, and you'll you'll be in the laughing in the in the pews or in the chairs, but. Uh, and a lot of times when I've been up like that I don't know what I say so if I offend you I'm really sorry that's a joke y'all are supposed to laugh right there <laughs> it's going to be a hard, yeah here you go it's going to be a hard crowd today so anyway pastor Doug had a wedding yesterday and so they're in Beckley and so that's where he is and he will be back next uh, next week at this same time and this same station but let me give you a couple of a couple of things that God has really been doing because I've been asking him to expand our our viewing audience our listening audience, and our platform of reaching reaching people, and he has really done that because there's just been a lot of opportunities on uh, on the networks where we've been able to to share and to to get the word out in places that you would never imagine and so uh, you know, our church here in Gassaway, West Virginia, as well as Winfield, West Virginia, is on Amazon Music. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on iTunes. I mean, we're on a lot of things now. We're on uh, Twitch. Anybody ever heard of Twitch? It's a gaming, it's a gaming um, uh, platform, and, and we're broadcasting live on LinkedIn this morning. So we'd like to say good morning to the people. We're going to where they are. And uh, we had somebody watch the morning show from Russia. The other day, it wasn't you and me. They would, because they probably would have bombed us. <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, it was just—it's uh, just amazing the platform that God has given us. And, and you have to think: not only has God given us a platform uh, in Gassaway, but also in Putnam in Putnam County, and as well as Braxton County, West Virginia. But God is giving us a worldwide ministry. And one of the things that I'm hoping that the Lord will allow me to live uh, to see your all's visions and see your all's, uh, and I want to help you in any way that I can uh, as a pastor and, and as an apostle. I, wanna, I want to be able to, uh, to help you to get to a place of your vision of where God has you and where He wants you. Because I will tell you this it's not easy. It's not easy, but God is faithful. And God will help you, and God will God will teach you. And there'll be things that'll happen in your ministry where you you'll think, "Wow, I didn't see that coming. I didn't see this coming." Thank you for this blessing, thank you for that. And then God is just uh, God's doing things. What I'm hoping is that owning a daycare and that let me give you, give you kind of a couple things here. That name, We Care Daycare, started in 1998. 1998. I started, I, I come up with that name, We Care Daycare. I did nothing with it until we started here. And it, and it flunked a couple times. We opened it, and it didn't do well. And I opened it back up again. It didn't do well. Of course, we had COVID that we were dealing with. And I told Christy, I said, I just want to take one more swing at it. I said, one more swing at it. And what I'm, what I'm hoping is that God is going to use that daycare to help fund the church. Because our budget is $12,000 a month at the Pulse. So we've got to find ways, unless you can bring them in. You bring them in, That, that the people that, that want that to wanna be a part of a church, but our budget right now is $12,000 a month. And we fall way short of that. So we've got to find ways to bring it in to keep the lights on. And God's always faithful. So what I'm hoping... And I'm praying, and I want to do a daycare uh, in Winfield, and Pastor Jay has a vision for that. So we're hoping that that, that daycare will help, fund, uh, will help fund Winfield and get it paid off, and this daycare up here will, will be able to pay, uh, help pay this church off. And we're believing God. You, you want to know how big my dream is? You may, be, you may be dreaming, you may be praying right now to have enough money at the end of your month to make your car payment. I'm believing God for millions. That just tells you where I'm at. I mean, you may be saying, man, I don't have enough money to make my car payment. I'm thinking, honey, I'm praying for millions because I want to win souls. I want to win souls. And you're saying, do what? It takes money. It takes money to do it. And man, I tell you what, and I'm believing. I'm believing. And I'm so thankful for what God's doing. I wanted to tell you that as the, as the senior pastor and founding pastor of the Pulse. That you're not in a little rinky-dink church. You're, in a, you're not in a little rinky-dink ministry. You're, there are big things that are going on in this ministry. In this church. For us to have a and to be blessed with an educated pastor like Pastor Doug Smells. Who, who has lived it and has, has seen things and is educated, and we have him, let me tell you something. I'm working my hind end off for him so that he can see his vision fulfilled. You see, that's the calling of an apostle. An apostle works with people to help them with their calling. And guess what? I'm more satisfied with seeing your callings come to place than mine. Because guess what, Tim? If I'm helping with their callings, Mine's going to be taken care of. That's why we have to have big visions. I don't know if you listened to the podcast the other day. I had an airplane in the background. We sold our airplane because I had a lot of stuff wrong with it. But that's part of my vision board is that airplane. That's a bigger airplane. That's a faster airplane. And you say, well, why do you need that? Because I'm going to need to go places. Ministry is going to take us places. We have two other campuses that I, I don't know where they are. I got an idea where one of them is, but we got an, we got in, inquired about the other day from Canada. A church is interested in, in us in Canada. I don't know what's going to come of it. There's going to be a conference call, and I guess I'm going. To, if if that ever happens, I guess I'll have to start saying, "A, hey. want to get saved?" Hey. A. <laughs> I don't know I'm walking I'm walking by faith and I'm believing and I'm seeing God do some great things but let me tell you something we have to learn and this this sermon is absolutely going to blow your mind that we have to our tongue is so powerful our tongue is so powerful and I come up out of bed when I heard this the other the other morning and I don't even know what time it was but, but our tongue is so powerful that it has the ability to speak life, but our, but our tongue also has just as much power to speak death. You want to know why we can't get COVID out of the way? It, I got your answer, Emmett, and this is the revelation that I have from it. We have been telling, and, and Kathy and I have done this. Less am I in a good spot if, I just, if I'm right in here? Okay, I just want to make sure. We've been putting COVID, we've been telling COVID to go back to hell where it belongs. What, it didn't come from hell. It came from China. Number one. And number two, we have the power to kill it. So what we have to learn to do is we have to speak death to things for them to go. So we have to speak to COVID, and we command it to die in Jesus' name. Not back to hell, not back to China, but to die in Jesus' name. We have that power inside of our tongue instead of gossiping and doing all this kind of stuff and, and belly aching, What we need to be doing is we. whatsoever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever we loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. The devil is under our feet. We are the head and not the tail, the lender, not the borrower. And I look in the mirror, I'm not wearing glasses anymore because they're working on these uh, contact bifocal things with me, and, and I can see like really up close right now, but I can't see really at a distance, everything's blurry, so they're working on it. But I look in the mirror, and, and I notice that glasses used to hide the bags under my eyes. But now I don't have anything to hide, not unless I get TV makeup, maybe that'll work. John wears a lot of it on Tuesday. You ought to see him when he comes in. <laughs> but I got to tell you, <laughs> I got to tell you, we can kill this stuff. And I'm going to get into something here because I want you to know in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, it says that for we wrestle mass, not against flesh or blood, but against the principalities and powers and against the rulers of darkness, in this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places. The the New Living Translation says, Stand firm against all strategies of the devil. Just like Sam said, the devil wants you dead. There's a bounty on your head. The devil doesn't want to see any of your all's dreams come about because any dream that you have is going to cause him trouble. He doesn't want that, does he, Carlos? So he's going to try to shut you down like our pastor, Dr. James Wright, would say. He says the devil wants to shut you up, and if he can shut you up, he will shut you down. And I'm telling you what, I'm not going without a fight. So you've got to understand something is that that's the the New Living Translation. Stand firm against all strategies of the devil. The English Standard Version says this. It says, for we do not wrestle against flesh or blood but against the rulers and against the authorities and against the cosmic powers over this present darkness against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. If you signed on to the Pulse Church, let me tell you something, you expect a battle, but also expect a victory. There's people that signed on to this church and that, that work with this church. They said, I've never had hell go against me like ever in the world. And I said, Welcome to the pulse. But let me tell you something we have victory. We have victory over death, hell, and the grave because Jesus does. And because of him, follow your dreams. <coughs> We are not fighting against each other, but we are fighting against a power, a mighty power, the Bible says. A a dark world against spiritual, uh, against evil spirits in heavenly places. And see, what people do many times is what they say, is they say, well, you know, um, I'm a Christian only in the flesh. No, you're a Christian in the spirit. And what goes on in the spirit manifests itself in the flesh. We are a spiritual being and we have to start acting like that. Let me tell you something. You don't have flesh or blood issues. you got spiritual issues that you've got to deal with. And the devil wants you dead. When you define the word principalities, and then I'm going to get into the sermon. I'm kind of giving you part two of uh, the last time I preached. A class of heavenly beings possessing unspecified power. That's what principalities is. But not the power that God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit have. We're talking about a dirty power that what the enemy has. What we have is we have the power that overcomes that power. We overcome that power. Anything that the enemy tries to tries to throw at you, we have the power to defeat it. It was defeated at Calvary. And because of Calvary, we have that power. That same power that raised Jesus from the dead, we have that power. And we need to learn to walk in that power, we need to voice that power. Let me tell you something, there are things that need to die, and let me give you a scripture, and then I'll talk to you about it. In Proverbs chapter 18, 21, and I'm sure nobody's ever preached, uh, preached the, a spin on this like uh, like this. Death and life is in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Well, we talk about the life part, but we, we fail to talk about the death part. Now, a lot of times, John, what people talk about in, in the death part is the negativity. Well, I'll never hit my dream. I'll never get out of debt. I'll never do this. I'll never do that. I'm not going there today. I'm not talking about that today. What I am talking about is there are things that are in your life that you need to speak death to, and you need to go out and dig a hole and bury it. And, and let, me give you, let me give you one thing. The spirit of poverty. The spirit of poverty, kill it in Jesus' name. Speak to it and tell it it's dead in Jesus' name. You speak to it because let me tell you something. Poverty has a heartbeat. Cancer has a heartbeat. Lust has a heartbeat. Carnality has a heartbeat. And we have the ability to stop the heart. (coughs) You're saying, I've never heard it put that way. we got to put it to death, Carlos. Here's how you do it. I believe poverty is demonic. Poverty is demonic. And, I, and, and, it's, and it, has, it, has, it has absolutely robbed decades of people from having anything, and they've died with nothing. But let me tell you something. Here's how you speak to poverty. You say, poverty, I kill you. I put you to death in Jesus' name. Say it with me. Say, poverty, stand to your feet. It's always better when you can stand to your feet. Stand to your feet and say, poverty, Poverty. I kill you you." in the name of Jesus. You You must die in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Give him some praise in the house. He's worthy. (laughs) <laughs> you may be seated. Hallelujah. You've got you to gotta get nitty-gritty with this stuff. You've got to come against it. I walk through my house, and, I, and, and it's just me and the cat most of the time when I am home, and, and, and I'll say, house, you're paid off in Jesus' name. Whether you want it to be or not, you're paid off in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, car, you're paid off in Jesus' name. House, you're paid off in Jesus' name. Student loans, you're paid off in Jesus' name. Churches, you're paid off in Jesus' name. It's got no choice because my tongue has power in it. Your tongue has power in it. Your, power, your tongue has enough power in it that it could, it, you could spread poison and destroy somebody. But also, your tongue has the strength of God. Because God spoke this world into existence. You were spoken to existence. There's power in the name of Jesus. Something else that, that people need to really put to death, not only is poverty, but you know, there are so many people that, that struggle with, with so many different sicknesses, so many different uh, anxiety and depression and, and these kind of things. And what people do is they'll, they'll tell me, they'll, they'll say, oh, I just, I'm so depressed and I'm so this and I'm so that. Well, and, and people say, well, it, it's, a clinical, it's, it's a clinical problem. It, it's a health issue. It's a mental issue. And, and, and what you have to understand today, it's also from the pits of hell. Amen. Because John 10.10 10 tells me that I'm supposed to have the abundant life. And let me tell you something, how can I be depressed and have the abundant life? Come on, help me. I can't, have, I can't be depressed and have the abundant life. I can't be anxious and have the abundant life. You, let me tell you something. You tell depression, whether it's one of your children or if it's you or if it's your dad or your mom or whoever it is, you tell it. You say, depression, I kill you in the name of Jesus. Why? Because Proverbs 18 says, death and life is in the power of your tongue. You got life. And you got death, and sometimes we got to kill things. That's completely out. Of, that's completely out of kilter, John. Of. Of, of, of church because we're all about life and we're all about happy and we're all about this But I'm telling you, when your body begins to ache or something begins to happen to you or your finances Or you're wondering why there's so much month at the end of the money Let me tell you something, you've got to start searching and figuring out why And you've got to understand something is that God wants you to live the abundant life Now I'm not talking, He may want you to have millions, good Tithe it A good start, isn't it? Your goal should be to advance the kingdom of God and push back the spirit of darkness. And you can push back the spirit of darkness with your little finger because of the power that's inside of you. You don't need both hands. You, you say, well, uh, you know, cancer is a big thing. You've got to pray extra hard. You've got to pray extra hard for anxiety. You have to pray harder for this. Or you have to pray harder for that. Uh, who said that? Because the Bible tells me that, that, that the, same, the same Jesus, the same word that raised him from the dead, I can't believe that the devil was dumb enough to believe that he had Jesus. I can't believe it. That just tells you how dumb he is. And how and how dumb... Uh, uh, stop and think. Some of the things that he aggravates you all with and me with, and we even give it a thought, how dumb that Jesus actually... Uh, that That Satan actually thought that he had Jesus. And then the stone was rolled away. The stone was moved. And I can't hardly... Take it when they sing that song, Arise, My Love. Jesus, God didn't have to, God didn't have to do anything. All he had to do was say, he said, son, arise. That's all we got to do. We have that same ability. We have that same power. because I'm not saying we're God, but I'm telling you, we are descendants of the covenant. And we belong to Jesus. And we can speak to things. And we can see things happen in our lives that may start in the natural, that manifests itself in the supernatural. But things also, when we're praying, we're in the supernatural that manifests itself in the physical. I don't take it. I don't have to take nothing from the devil. And you don't either. You don't have to take nothing from him. We got to learn to push back the spirit of darkness. The other day I was at the Winfield campus and I was the only one there. It's about six minutes from our home. And we had to get fire extinguishers for the Winfield campus. Because we're talking about a daycare, and you've got to have a certain kind of fire extinguisher. And... Well, Jay calls Jay the, the Winfield campus a, a house of miracles. i got two stories. I'll try to get you out early, but i got to tell you some stuff. Can I tell you some stuff? So the guys walk in from Clarksburg drove down, brought us five or six fire extinguishers that takes care of the building. And they're, they're up code, and they'll come down every year and put a new tag on them, and everything's great. And this guy, I'm telling you, he was full of himself when he got there. And he was ranting, and he was, ra- and he was cussing, and he was this, and he was that. It was crazy, and I'm thinking, how you doing, I'm Pastor John. Shut the people up real quick. And so he comes in. Oh, man. And he walks in the door. And God begins to allow me to read his mail. And I started talking about his. He started talking about his mom, and he started talking about his dad, and and he started talking about this, and he started talking about that, and that, yes, and I said, and the resentment that you have, and yeah, and, and it's just like the, and the Lord was just showing me things and, and this kind of thing. And and so I asked him, here's what I asked him I said, can I pray for you? He says, Yeah. And I says, Can I just put my hand right there on your heart and let me pray for you? Just because I'm a pastor, I'm not the only one that can do that. Get your phone out and turn your camera around. That person right there in that camera can do the same thing that I can do. And I prayed for him. And I didn't scream and I didn't yell and I didn't bind and I didn't rebuke. I just prayed for him. And I said, now... You didn't meet me by choice, by accident. I said, you met me because Jesus is trying to get your attention. And I said, the next decision is yours. And I says, after you leave, I said, you, we have an altar right here. I said, I could take you right to the altar. Well, I need to work. I said, well, let me stop you there. I said, you don't have to change nothing. You don't have to change a thing. Come to Him just as you are. Yesterday, I've learned not to take Pastor J. Mace's phone calls. Because there's always work involved. He likes these auctions. So, he went down and bought a bunch of printers, which I think we'll end up with one of them. I hope it works on this auction and a couple other things that he bought. I went into Connect Center, which is our office down in Taze Valley, and there's a Christmas tree laying there. I just got the place cleaned up, and it's now all messed again. So he calls me, and he says, hey, he says, i got to go back down and get some shelves. And they're, they're metal shelves. They're eight foot tall, and and so... Isaac and Jay and I are taking those things loose with screwdrivers. And I'm thinking, there's eight, there's eight of these things, and, and it's taking us forever. I, said, I looked at him and I said, Jay, you know, i got to preach tomorrow. He said, I do too. So they had this big freight elevator that was, somebody was using. So I went snooping and found it. I couldn't tell what floor it was on, so I just went down and I went down and I went down. And, and so this guy is like sweating, and he's pulling stuff off, and he's from Clarksburg, a matter of fact. And, man, he says, I got to get this, and he said the four-letter word, and I got to get this, and he said the four-letter word. He says, I got to get this out of here, at the four-letter word. I mean, just flying with the four-letter words. I'm telling you, it's wonderful when you can go up to somebody and say, hey, I'm Pastor John, how you doing? He quit cussing. It was amazing. He quit cussing right there. I said, yeah. I said, we have a church in Gasway. I said, you're going to Clarksburg. And uh, I said, we just need, I said, let me help you get that off of there. And then if we can borrow that, I can take it up on the fifth floor and get the rest of those things. And we'll get out here. By the time you get that stuff loaded, I'll have it sitting right here. So I helped him. So we talked a little bit. (coughs) He said, it's amazing how people confess things. So we're going down the, the elevator, and I'm thinking, man, I hope this thing don't break. You know, if stuff's auctioned off, you know, you just don't know. <laughs> and so we're, walk, we're on the elevator, and it's going down. I'm talking one of the freight elevators where the things you got to, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And you see the belt moving. He says, yeah, he says, I attend the Pentecostal church in Clarksburg. I said, and my words were, all oh, you do. He says, Yeah, he says, we had four people saved last week and had some people filled with the Holy Ghost and all this kind of stuff. He's blown my mind. <laughs> I'm thinking, You've got to be kidding. Now, let me tell you something. Everybody can blow it. I've said words I shouldn't say, but I try not to do that. Straighten your halo. It's rare that I ever say a bad word. But I have said them. I never was a big cusser growing up. I didn't start cussing until I started pastoring. (laughs) So stop it. (laughs) It's all your fault. Uh, It's rare. It's rare that I ever slip up. But I have. I have. (laughs) But anyway... Walked away from that guy. And I was telling Pastor Jay about it on the way home. And and we were just, I said, it is amazing where people live and how they live today. So as we continue in this sermon, understand something. Is that you and me in Luke chapter 10, 19, he says, behold, Jesus said these words. He said, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Not just some of it but all of it, that means anxiety, that means lust, that means greed, that means porn, that means drugs, that means alcohol, that means uh, addiction of any kind, we have power to kill it in Jesus name. (coughs) When we lived in Polka, we lived there for 21 years. One thing that Christy's, Christy did with some of her mom's inheritance was we put in a swimming pool. And I loved that pool. It was wonderful. But it was beside of the fence, beside of our neighbor, who had a devil dog. Anybody ha- know of a devil dog? Cynthia was talking about dogs today. This dog was of the devil. Here's the bad thing about it. His name was Cain. Do I need to say any more? So when I would go around to the swimming pool... That dog would be right there at the fence. If there wasn't a fence, he would eat you up. I'm telling you, he would eat you up. (sighs) Christy come out one day, and I'm over there in front of that dog. I said, I curse you to die in the name of Jesus. (laughs) I'm glad the owner wasn't home. But there's things that we need to bless, and there's things that we need to curse. And some of those things that we need to get a hold of are the things that are now trying to afflict us, the things that are trying to offend us, the things that are trying to, to hurt us. Those are the things that we have to take control of. And let me tell you something, in, in, in the Bible it tells us that we can speak to the mountain and it will be moved. It doesn't say to have a relationship with the mountain. It doesn't say to have a conversation with the mountain. It says to speak to it and it will be removed. So what is the mountain the mountain can be an illness. The mountain can be a sickness. The mountain can be, uh, you know, a, a poverty. Uh, I mean, there's so many things that that it's the things that that try to destroy us. And what we can do is we can speak to those things with the power of Jesus' name and see results. <coughs> I'm tired of not being, not seeing results. I'm I'm tired that I have to that I have to get on an airplane and go to South America, which I've done five times, and seen some of the greatest miracles that happen. In the United States, it's hard to see an ingrown toenail healed. I've seen deaf ears open. I've seen the blind healed. I've seen it. And that's the word for John Sandy and for Olivia. Something that I, something that I say is I say, blindness, die in Jesus' name. You got to speak to it. You got to speak to it. Don't go to bed with it. You speak to it. And you command it in Jesus' name to die. What is it? Walk it out? Hallelujah. You see what I'm talking about? Because what you have to do is you have to understand, death and life is in the power of the tongue. You have the ability to do both. Now, there's some things that, that God, I mean, I, I don't understand. There's some things that happen that I scratch my head. David Joe Hissom had a huge church. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He had a huge church uh, in um, in Charleston, and he, he was getting ready to, he was, doing TV, they had satellite dishes out there. He, he was a shoe seller. Uh, he, he sold shoes. And, and, and Pastor Wright and I talked about it one day. And, and they went to look at Rod Parsley's church in Ohio because they were going to pattern their next location after Rod Parsley's church. Airplane went inverted, they were all killed. Some things I can't explain. But I will tell you this, I found out later on that a word came to Davy Joe and the guy said, thus saith the Lord, stay off of small airplanes. See, that's one thing that you have to understand. Christy mentioned this lady today uh, and some of the things that she said. What was her name? Yeah, she was saying that, that there are times That people have said, well, I won't live to be 40. And they die before they're 40. Well, I guess that I'll get cancer or I'll get this or I'll get that because my dad had it or my sister had it or my brother had it, so I guess I'll get it. Well, I guess I'll get the flu because it's going to be bad this year. That's speaking death on you. And you got to be real careful not to say that stuff. Be careful to say that, and Barb stopped me on this one day. I said, man, I tell you, that just absolutely drives me crazy. Stop saying that. I mean, you've got to be careful. You've got to be careful of the things we say. Like I said in Luke chapter 10, 19, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing Shall by any means hurt you, my mentor James Ashworth. I miss his prayers. He used to pray for me every day. I told uh, I met him because of John and Cynthia, and it changed my life forever. And and one thing that one thing that he said to me one time, he said, "I pray for you every day." He said, "I've asked God to give you a double portion of my anointing." And I tell you what, and I'm thankful. I'm thankful for that. But when he passed away, Cynthia, the one of the first things that the next morning that was weird. I felt weird. And I had to stop and think, what's missing? James's prayers. He wasn't praying for me anymore. He was in heaven with the Father. And I thought, and I got on the phone and I found other intercessors. I said, I need people praying for me. But I, I, I missed that. You say, well, what does that have to do with anything? It has everything to do with it. Because let me tell you something. If we're not praying, if we're not binding, if we're not rebuking, if we're not releasing the blessing, let me tell you something. You need to release the blessing over your children. You need to release the blessing over your finances. You need to release. And even when the times are dark, that does not mean that God's not with you. And I've seen those times. But God is faithful. There was one day, I had come back from Columbus, Ohio, and I had had to take a test. And I came back, and I I had been up, I had got up early that morning and drove to Columbus and back, and the weather was bad. And, And so when I got home, I almost fell in the kitchen from being dizzy. And I, and I didn't call anybody. I didn't tell anybody. Christy was already home. And, and I told her, I said, well, maybe I just need to lay down because I'm tired. And, and I went to lay down, and the bed started spinning. And, and I'd come up out of there, and I'd think, whoa, you know. And it's like I finally was able to go to sleep. And I didn't know what that was. So we went to the Huntington Mall that night. And I said, well, we got to get me out of the house. I said, I got to figure out this thing. I couldn't even drive down to the Huntington Mall. Christy drove. I must be really sick if I let her drive. <laughs> i Well, it's about like her driving, huh? No, I didn't speak death. Because I like to drive. I like to drive. I mean, hey, you know, man of the house, I like to drive. So, anyway, and it wasn't getting any better. We went into TJ Maxx. and I'm holding on to a buggy and I told Christy I said I don't think I can do it this has been about six eight months ago I got my Bible and I thought I'm tired of this and I started quoting healing scriptures and I was fine Let me tell you something, the devil wants to rock your world, but you rock his back. You pray against it. I don't even know what it was. I didn't even tell my family, Christy was the only one that knew. And you know what? I'm not giving giving the devil the glory for anything like that, because I shut him up and shut him down. So as we get to the end of this thing, of Proverbs 18, 21, death and life is in the power of tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. There is fruit from your tongue. There is good fruit and there is bad fruit. And guess what? You're the one that plants it. You are the one that births the seed You're the one that digs the hole, and you're the one that plants it, and you're the one that waters it. And eventually, you start believing it. Why do people believe more bad than they believe good? It's because they don't know the Word. We must use wisdom on all of the things that we say. My mama used to tell me this. To your words before you spit them out. That's what she used to tell Tad a lot. <laughs> we want to get rid of COVID, speak death to it. We want to see people healed and delivered and set free, speak death over those things that are occupying them. And then turn around and speak life to them. Because COVID needs to die. It's not more powerful than the church. It's not. There's nothing that's more powerful than us. You say, well, that's arrogant. No, when you get that in your spirit, then let me tell you something. Things would change. Communities would change. People's lives would change. And this place would be full. If we could start to get it in our mind who we really are in Christ, stop taking this stuff from the devil and give it right back to him in Jesus' name. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 says, Casting down imagination and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into, every, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Casting down the imagination. Every high thing. Isn't it amazing that we talk more about what ails us than the person who can heal it? Isn't that the truth, Tim? We talk more about, oh man, my finances are a wreck. Blah blah blah. I've got to get a third or fourth job. Blah blah blah. Let me tell you something. You don't even if you're if if you're a giver, man. You don't even have to pray over your needs. They're going to be met. That's what the word says. Every night before I lay down, I pray these buildings paid off in Jesus' name. And I'm telling you, somebody is going to write me a check someday and going to pay it off. And I'm going to take it. I'm not going to, you know how when somebody tries to give you money and, and you really need it, but, but you kind of say, well, are, are you sure? Yeah, yeah, well, well, you know, and you do that kind of thing. <laughs> I'll take it. I don't know if it's online, I don't know if it's in this church, but I'm telling you what, that's why I pray for entrepreneur ideas for you. Number one, for you to be blessed. Number two, if you're blessed, the church is blessed and God gets the glory. I hope we have all kinds of daycares. I hope we take care of all kinds of children. I hope we have all kinds of churches and we can have a daycare for each one and it can, and it can put money back into the kingdom of God. That's what I'm hoping. There's a lady over there the other day. I'm not up here that much at the daycare, just a couple times a, couple times a week and because uh, they, they don't need me. They're good. And... I was up here and a lady was picking up her her baby, and she looked at me and she says, I love you all. She says, I'm so thankful. Don't be afraid to take risks. Don't be afraid of it. Because let me tell you something the daycare flopped twice, it flopped twice. And I, I, you could hear all my conversations with Christy. And I'm thinking, you know, I felt like God was in it. And you know, you know how you are. And it's like, man, you know, it's like the name and the vision and, and taking care of babies and kids to be able to help them and to, to bless the church and all this kind of thing. Let me ask you something. What if I'd have said, I ain't doing it no more? I've said that a time or two in here. I ain't doing it no more. But you pull yourself up by the bootstraps. And you keep on for another day. Because God's on our side. Cast down that imagination. That means get rid of it. Nothing should be above the name of Jesus. Stop talking about the mountain. And start talking about Getting that thing out of the way. And let me tell you something. Here's what he says in the scripture. I'll give it to you as, as, I, as I try to wind down here. In Mark chapter 11, 22 and 23, and Jesus answered and he said unto them, he said, have faith in God. Here's the key. Do you really have faith in God? Do you really have faith in God? Or do you think you can fix it? Do you really have faith in God? Then he says, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say to this mountain, God didn't say he was going to do anything with the mountain, he said for you to do something with the mountain. Be thou removed, be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt, he mentioned it again, in his heart, but believe that those things that which you say shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. He says. We need to speak death over cancer and speak life over that person. We need to speak death over depression and to speak a sound mind over that person. We need to speak death over the spirit of poverty and speak uh, that their wallet and that their purse would be full. We need to speak death over the spirit of anger and that joy will be replaced and they'll have a better attitude. With your faith and your tongue, you can move mountains and speak Death over health trouble, over financial issues, and over addictions, and see them gone in Jesus' name. And then you need to start speaking this church full. There's no reason. We've been here eight years. We should be having two services. These chairs are empty, these are souls. You say, well, it's your job to win them. (laughs) I am. I'm winning people to Jesus. Moose, who was part of our internet church, passed away recently. I led him to the Lord on the phone. You know how he found us? He found us on Facebook because he knew Tim Morris. And he's a Baptist. God used Tim Morse, who's a Southern Baptist. Who in the world would ever think that? <laughs> Jesus. And I told Tim, I said, now I said think of this. I said, now you gotta, you gotta go with me here. I said, Tim Morse and I have been friends since fourth grade. And I don't like him that much. <laughs> no. Love him like a brother. I'm just teasing. Fourth grade. When Tim and I met in the fourth grade, and we became friends, God had moose on his mind. Thinking that when we are in junior high school, I'm going to use those two boys to win a seven-foot, 400-pound man to Jesus. Who's not even in our state. Who lives in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And we get word that he passed away. Let me tell you something. He's not in hell because of the Pulse WV Live and because of Tim Morris. Because God used it. You say, well, you're arrogant. No, I'm telling you the truth. That's how it worked. I started that Bible study because I needed it. I needed more time in the Word. I didn't know God was going to use it. And, and here Doug shows up, and Angie ends up watch, starting to watch us, and then she watches the morning show. She gets saved on there. Now she's got a, a, a program that she does on Tuesdays. And, and, and let me tell you something. Each one of us can get our visions together and start doing things for the kingdom of God. This place would be full. And I want you to start speaking it full. I want you to start speaking this place full. You say, well, why are you trying to fill it up? Because there's souls that are going to hell. We got a hundred chairs here. Each one of them. God knows. The wages of sin is Death. you got to understand, sin is already dead. We don't have to speak death to sin. It's already dead. Jesus killed that at the cross. But we need to start speaking speaking life to people that are, are dead spiritually. Luke 10, 18 through 20 says, And he said unto them, I beheld Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Verse 19, he said, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. This is in another part. I read it to you in Mark. This is also in in Luke 10, 18 through 20. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, nothing shall by any means hurt you. If you can get that revelation notwithstanding that you rejoice that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your name is written in heaven. But did you catch the first part of that? He said the, the spirits are subject to you. They have to listen to you. When you speak to the spirits, they have to listen to you. And they have to succumb to the power of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Well, what if they die? Find somebody else and pray that, the, that they get that they get better, that that. People can be healed, people can be delivered, and people can be set free. If I overrode God and said, God, nobody dies. There's things you got to put on the shelf, and I don't understand. But that doesn't mean to stop doing it. Notwithstanding... That we rejoice not that the spirits are subject to you. If the church is all jacked up with all this stuff, and the church is not well, how are we going to get the world well? How are we going to get the world well if the church is not well? So I ask you, what are you going to do about it? Put a picture of your relative that needs to be saved or healed. Put it on your vision board. Put it on your refrigerator. Before I put my contacts in in the morning, back to my story, and I brush my teeth and I head out the door to the Connect Center, I look in that mirror with bags under my eyes. And I told him this morning, I said, John Fowler, you are blessed and highly favored. And I looked at him and I said, and you're good looking too. (laughs) Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. (laughs) I've been around you too long. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about these souls up and down the street? What's that guy I prayed for, uh, Sam? RG? RG has some addiction issues. You notice I didn't say them, because I'm not going to speak them over him. There's been too many people spoke those things over him. I speak life to him. I speak healing to him. I had the opportunity, I was running through town one day, and this is a couple years ago. And I was running through town, and I was done with my run. Nobody was chasing me. But I I was running through town, I was doing my cool down, and I walked by the bar over there, going down the street. Had my earbuds in, I don't know what I was listening to. And he stopped me. He said, preacher, he said, can you pray for me? I said, yes, I can pray for you. Pulled my earbuds out, sweat running down my face. And I just put my hand on his back. I use my left hand when I pray for people. And I put my left hand on his back. And I said, let me, I said, be all right if I pray for you? And he said, yeah, and touched him. And I prayed for him. I'm waiting to see the manifestation of that prayer. I continue to pray for him. You say, well, it's not working. you got to understand something. We're fighting the powers and the principalities and the powers and the rulers of darkness of alcohol. you got to take authority over this stuff. You say, well, he may not believe it, but I do. I do. Do you know, unbeknownst to me, I think he told Sam and two or three other people, Do you know that my handprint is still on that shirt of his? And that's the craziest thing. Who you think you are, I'm a child of the Most High God. Let me tell you something. If I can lay my hands on the sick and they shall recover, if I can lay my hands on somebody and their addiction goes, let me tell you something. and, and And he tells people that all the time. He said, that preacher prayed for me and his handprint's still on that shirt. I don't know. I can't figure it out. But I'm sure every time he looks at it, ASA. That's the date of his deliverance. That's his vision board. That's good. That's his vision board. Absolutely. GB, yeah, friends of um, friends of John and Cynthia, and, and also from our Chris, um, uh, out of our Winfield campus. Um, GB, what what kind of pancreatic cancer, I mean, that, that was just that's just like, you know, that's a death sentence, and, and uh, you know, it's just dwindling down to nothing, and so, if, let me tell you something, if you're not on our prayer call at 8 o'clock, you're missing something, I don't know whose life is any busier than mine, and I can be on there, I don't know why y'all can't be either, I post it, it's important, get on the prayer call, we started praying, on, praying for him on the prayer call. People from Winfield, people from Gasaway, they called us one day after we'd been all working over there at Winfield, at at getting ready to get the campus ready. Uh, And 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 uh, did you go? You went too, didn't you? Did you go over when we prayed for him? No, it was Jay. Oh, okay. It was Jay and and um, used to be the pastor uh, Rod, Pastor Rod, Rod Rod Taylor. Yes, he was there. We go in and we pray for him. On the prayer call the other night, Chris chimes in and he says, I want to let you know that that GB is out running around somewhere and he's doing so much better. God is still moving. God is still answering prayer. God is faithful. Even when it hurts, God is faithful. And we all have hurts. We all have things. But He's faithful through it all. Your prayer can change people's lives. Don't be afraid to step out and to pray for people because the spirits are subject to us. Father, we thank you. I thank you for this sermon that we need to speak death and life will talk. Lord, I'm ready to hear what life has to say. I'm thankful, Jesus. Have your way. Father God, as people come and Cast their vision to you at the altar or pray for their healing. Pray for their finances. Pray for their miracles. God, we praise you. We love you. We thank you, God. Lord, those answers that we don't have, we just tuck them down in our heart. God, we love you so much. Through it all, I have learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust Him more. More so this year than ever in my whole life have I learned to trust Him. My mama wrote a song, and we recorded it, and it's entitled, Help Me to Trust You More. The words go, today may be a good day, tomorrow may never come. It may pass away like the setting of the sun. You are the one I look to when time is close and near. Stay very close, dear Father. Help me to love you more. Help me to love you more when trials and struggles come my way. Help me to love you more when you just say, You are the one I look to. Help me to love you more. You got to trust Him. I choose to trust him. What is your need today? If you have a need, special need, I'll pray for you. We'll get people around you and we'll pray and believe God. Every day, speak death to COVID. Kill it in Jesus' name. We've got to get it out of here. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. What is your need? Come, the altar's open. If you have a vision that you want to dedicate to God, I encourage you to come. Talk to Jesus about it. The altar. And he is my strength. Yeah, He's a friend. Stick closer he than a brother. Father, we pray, Jonathan, Sandy, back to you, in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. He's coming back. I gave you that word, Cynthia. He's coming back, in Jesus' name. Devil, loose your hands off of him. We bind you, in Jesus' name, the deception of the Holy Ghost, uh, or the the devil. We rebuke that, in Jesus' name, and we pray, Father God, he knows how he was raised. We call him home. We call him home in Jesus' name. You're a liar, devil. What other needs do you have today? I pray, God, that you move around this altar. Vision. Vision in Jesus' name. Bodies be healed. You can only claim what the Word of God says. Thank you Jesus for moving. Thank you for moving. I pray that you use people around this altar. I pray, Father, Lord. Use Asa as an evangelist, Father, anointing, Father, get people into the kingdom of God in Jesus' name, Jesus' name. There's things you need to speak death over in your life and in your family's life. You need to speak death over some things. then you need to turn around to speak life in the supernatural your tongue is powerful you are the most powerful identity that ever is and you are the church nothing can defeat the church ever we will never be defeated Because we are the church. We're children of the Most High God. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I told somebody a couple days ago, they they told me about a situation uh, that they had in their health. And they actually said it, um, like it was theirs and you have to be careful what you own and what you possess because you have to understand something is when you say my depression my anxiety my this my addiction let me tell you something God didn't give it to you stop owning it stop owning it speak deaf to it The most powerful identity, the church. Anybody wants to accept Jesus, I encourage you to come around the altar. The altar's open. I pray this prayer every morning, Monday through Friday. Say, if you want to accept Jesus, say, Father, forgive me of my sins. I've made a mess of my life. Come into my life and heal me, God. Heal me of my sins. Use me for your kingdom, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name. Those that are watching online, I pray you prayed that prayer. And if you would send us a message and let us know that you accepted Jesus. It's the greatest decision that you've ever made. And we'll send you a Bible. We'll make sure that you get a Bible if you don't have a Bible. I speak to that person that was watching us from Russia a couple days ago. I tell you that there's great things ahead for you. In Jesus' name. People watching from San Francisco, California, we speak life to your neighborhood in Jesus' name. We pray that the liberalism would go, and Father God, that Jesus would be in those areas in your neighborhood. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. You know the people that watch us second out of the United States? People who watch us the country of France. France is number two from the United States of people who watch us. You know the third one? Spain. It's like, I'm I'm thinking, John, that... The United States may be taking over on our, our, our show and people from out of the country will start watching more of us. I'm telling you, God's got great things for you. I pray you're blessed today. I pray you have a great day. I pray, just lift your hands and just say, I am blessed and highly favored. I am the head and not to tell. I am the lender and not the borrower. And the devil's under my feet. I said the devil is under my feet. I said the devil is under my feet. Under my feet. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Give him some praise. You are dismissed. Hallelujah.